0: Welcome to Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. This is Tuesday, the 16th of March 2021. Aaron will be joining us momentarily. So if you're in the market for a Windows laptop, one thing to consider is Microsoft Surface Pro 7. Now, it's been a little on the pricey side, but it's sort of a two-in-one design. It's a tablet, and if you buy the $100 keyboard that goes with it, then you could also use it as a laptop. It's got a little kickstand that kicks out behind it, and the laptop attaches to the front, or the keyboard attaches to the front, and now you've got the typing laptop, so... um it normally is about a four hundred. I mean, sorry, about a nine hundred dollar item, eight nine hundred dollar item plus another hundred bucks for the keyboard. Right now, you can get it with the type cover keyboard included for five fifty nine at Best Buy. So, uh, for those of you who are in the market for something like that, that's a uh, a pretty functional little portable computer, and you can bounce back and forth between tablet setup, tablet form, and um, and laptop mode, if you want. And, uh, and it works pretty well. And I mean, it's not like a, a gaming PC. It's, uh, it's got four gigabytes of RAM and 100 gig, 128 gigabytes of uh, storage, SSD storage. Uh, and it's got the 10th generation Intel Core i3 processor on that particular version of the device. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's a perfectly functional device for doing most of your type office work and, and, and internet browsing and, uh, and the the typical things that you'd be doing like, um, schoolwork and things like that. And it makes it a very portable and lightweight system. Um, and you can detach the keyboard and just take it along as a tablet if you want. Uh, but the keyboard does act as a screen cover. So it lays over the screen and protects the screen as well. So you can fold the kickstand in and lay the keyboard back over the screen cover now uh, uh, Apple has a similar type of sort of um, cloth covered or rubberized keyboard that attaches to its uh, iPads Um, but then you have to work with iPad OS which is a little different and certainly if you've got software that um, runs on Windows already then this system makes more sense for you Uh, but you know it's a competing type of idea both companies have very similar products here's Aaron Hello.
1: Hola.
0: So, I was just <laughs> telling people that uh, if you're a Windows user and you're looking for a new computer, the uh, the uh, Microsoft Surface Pro Seven is a pretty nice little tablet that usually sells for. You know, just under a thousand dollars for the basic model, and then you have to pay another hundred dollars for the keyboard. So it's you know about eleven $1, hundred bucks for for you know or a little you know between a thousand eleven hundred dollars for the whole setup if you want a, a keyboard and that acts as a cover and a, you know you can that way you can use it as a laptop or as a tablet. And uh, right now, Best Buy has it on sale, including the tablet or including the keyboard, for uh, for five hundred fifty nine dollars. Shut
1: the front door. How is
0: that yes. possible? So, if you're a Windows user, what what's probably happening is is they're clearing out inventory because there's probably a new model shortly to be announced uh, would be my guess. And so that's probably why you're you know that's if it's not a holiday, that's the reason you'll see prices drop big time. And so uh, for those of you who have kids in school or kids going off to college and you really like the uh, the Windows environment, th- this is a an excellent super lightweight computer that works both as a tablet and as a, uh, a laptop. You know it's got the kickstand on the back so that the tablet sits up by itself without requiring any special stands uh, or additional devices and then the keyboard magnetically attaches to the front so you can use it as a laptop or you can pull off the keyboard and use it as a tablet if you choose to do that too now if you do want their um their i think it's called the type pen uh that's another hundred dollars so if you want to use that to write on the screen um, then you'd have to spend another hundred dollars for that but you can always get that at any point later uh, but that's a really good deal on that device, and i'm generally more of a uh, an Apple person, but I keep my toe in the windows world just to know what's going on and that's that's a really good price on a very versatile uh, device so um, you know for people who are are uh, Microsoft fans and and prefer and have software already invested in running on a Microsoft environment, that makes a lot of sense for them so um yeah, it is a Core i3 processor, so it's not the fastest Intel processor, and it's got four gigabytes of RAM and 128 gigabytes of storage. So it's not the the most loaded version of the device, but it's completely functional for uh, browsing the internet and for uh, you know running office tools and apps and things like that. You know, all of the Google Suite and you know if you run um, Microsoft Office, I mean this this device will work great for all that kind of stuff. So. Um. So it does have far field mics on it too, which means uh, for people who aren't aware, um, it they're basically designed, there's two of them, one on either side of the device. And so if you're sitting in front of it, they will like beam form and be able to pick up your voice sitting in front of it so that it'll be more like a studio mic. I mean, it's not going to be as nice as, you know, like the mic. You have sitting in the radio station, of the one that I have here in my studio, but it's going to be better than just having a little lavalier mic clipped on, or the mic that comes with your, you know, your earbuds or whatever, and so, um, so fairly good sound quality out of it as well. So, very nice. Anyway, anyway, mm-hmm. for those who think I never talk about Mac or about uh, Apple or shoot uh, about Windows <laughs> stuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a Freudian slip, right? No, I you know, for I do talk about Windows stuff and I like I said I keep my keep my ear to the ground about when there's good deals and things that are happening out there. And and Microsoft is making some really interesting hardware these days. Um, you know, that uh um I think has to keep the the Windows uh computer makers on their toes a little bit because um you know, there's just uh Right now, if you want a convertible tablet type thing, there's this and there's sort of the Lenovo Yoga that is a has a attached keyboard but flips around 360 degrees so you can use it as a tablet, which is a slightly different take on the way to do this. And Microsoft's is more similar to the way Apple does their iPads with a detachable magnetic keyboard. So you can have it on there as a screen cover or you can take it off and, and just set it down and carry just the tablet if you want. So anyway, that price is awesome. So if you're interested in anybody, that's uh, a good deal to have. and you know it's probably limited stock because they probably are closing out that model. So that would be my guess. Um, so uh, Amazon's also got a big sale going on right now, not that I'm trying to be the uh, a shill for these guys, but if you're interested in uh, the echoes, they've got their newest version of the echo dot, which looks like a big uh, foam ball uh, for 35 bucks. And uh, and you can get the Echo Show Eight for seventy five bucks, and that's the one that has an eight inch touchscreen on it. They're really pushing the touchscreen stuff. Um, and uh, I was just reading about the uh, the newest version of the uh, Echo is now using a um, like radar to track your sleeping. And so, oh, actually, I'm sorry, it's the Nest Hub that does that. It's Google's Nest Hub. So it sits next to your bedside, and it'll use a radar to tell how much movements you're having, your micro-movements and, and your breathing, and, uh, and it will actually track that. And then it'll tell you how much time you're spending in REM sleep versus deep sleep versus. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, that's an interesting way to do it. Although I personally am a little nervous about taking any kind of device, sitting it next to my bed and aiming a camera at me that's connected to the internet. (laughs) I'm not so sure I want anything with a camera in my bedroom, aiming at my bed uh, 24 seven. That, that makes me a little nervous. Um, I have a device similar to this and I have a, I have the camera covered up. (laughs) It's like, I don't want, I don't want anything with the camera in my bedroom. That's like saying, Hey, let's put a camera and and screen and and tracker in your bathroom. Yep. No, I don't want that either. No,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah. That just, i, I got to be honest, that creeps me out. And I say that, and I wear a Fitbit that tracks all of those things, but doesn't have a camera right.
0: on it. Right. That's the thing. that My issue is the camera. That's why I, you know, we really need to have more conversations about social uh, propriety, because it drives me nuts if you're like, you know, someday again, here shortly, we'll be out in public again, and you might be using public restrooms. Anybody who comes walking into a public restroom with their phone out should be shouted out of the room. They're walking in with a camera that could be on. You don't know if it's on. They could be doing it intentionally. And it's like, you know, and and I realize ladies' restrooms are a little bit more buttoned up because, you know, they're stalls. Guys' restrooms are kind of wide open. And, uh, yeah, I I don't need anybody walking in there with a camera. And they shouldn't be doing it. You know, when I used to teach photography classes, uh, you know, it's been seven or eight years since I was teaching photography classes but when I was teaching even then I was telling students never bring a camera into a bathroom put it away put your phone in your pocket put any real cameras that you have away at the very least put the cap on it so that you know if it's hanging on a strap over your shoulder put the lens cover on so that the camera cannot take a picture make sure that that's obvious so that everybody around you can see that you are not coming in there to shoot video of them doing their business
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's just you know everybody should hear that's, that loudly.
1: That's creepy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's absolutely creepy. Um, so you know something we didn't get a chance to talk to during um, talk about during the um, um radio show right. that you had put into the calendar, and I think is um, just uh, really important that we talk about, and uh, and we can maybe come back to it again on the radio show if you excuse me, if you want. But there was a um an issue that I was completely unaware of. But apparently in some places in the United States, if you live there, you have to have an occupancy permit. And the occupancy permit can be pulled if you call nine one one too often. And I can understand if you call nine one and it turns out to be nothing because then it's a nuisance. But if you're calling nine one one because somebody is coming in and beating you up, I don't care how many times you call. It's um, In fact, the city should be the ones who are on the hook for not having done something about this bozo who keeps coming in and beating you up. You know, whether it be a former boyfriend or spouse or whatever, which is very often what you know. It, a lot of domestic abuse type of things like that. That's usually what it, you know is the case. Um, they cite the instance of a woman in uh, Maplewood, Missouri who was a victim of domestic violence, was forced out of her home after contacting the police because the town has a uh, very tight, what they call egregious you know, rental restrictions. Uh, between September of 2011 and February of 2012, she was assaulted several times by her boyfriend, according to court documents. So it's been documented, and she was turning him in for doing this. And at least one occasion... He allegedly choked her and refused to leave, and she was forced to call 911. Uh, she ended up calling the police on four occasions over six months. And the city's response was to revoke her occupancy permit because she was calling 911 too much. And it's not like she was calling 911 and hanging up and going, hey, hey, hey. She was calling 911 because there's a man terrorizing her it was documented that he was terrorizing her and the city still said "Ah, uh, you're just you know bringing you know, you're you're a, a a an unwanted person in in our space because you know you've you've brought a a a bad person into the t-. as if it's her fault that this bozo was attacking her why isn't the city going after the guy who's attacking her and locking him up instead of kicking her out she ended up moving out of the city because they wouldn't issue her a permit so she couldn't even rent in the city
1: crazy can right can you imagine
0: can you imagine? And the, and the
1: idea is that that you would—they're trying to get rid of people who are criminals, essentially. People who are—I mean, I understand mm-hmm. where they got. I think this is an unintended consequence, or maybe it's not. Maybe they—they they, maybe it's not unintended. But yeah. where it came from, where this idea came from, was—you know—there are certain. Um, Areas where there's gang infestation and crime and violence, where you have far more nine one one calls, and so mm-hmm. you 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 can't you can't um, go after people for um, you know assembly, right? You can't say that you're that you know you can't tell a person who they can hang out with, but you can regulate, you know, if that person who is constantly in trouble with the law. It, that you know where they live right you can do it and this is the way they did it unfortunately in this case for this woman and I'm sure she's not the only one you know she was the victim and and this and by the time that this last call came in this guy was an ex-boyfriend so she had separated herself from the problem and and yet it still existed and she ended up being you know finding being homeless because of it
0: yeah yeah I mean they didn't say that he was evicted you know, or he may not even lived in the city. He may have lived, you know, in a neighboring city and been driving over to do this. But but, you know, the 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 article goes on to talk about and this is in Vox, that there are like they in just a precursory look. They were able to find 50 cities in Ohio that had similar type of laws that had to do with uh, nuisance laws or nuisance ordin- ordinances or crime free laws is what they called them. And they would um, uh, they would either either you were required to or or. Or uh, owners were were highly incentivized to uh, put clauses into their leases, saying that, you know, if this was determined to be, you know, if crimes were committed at this spot and people were calling 911 and they became a air quotes nuisance, that then they were going to have to be evicted. So sometimes it wasn't even the you know, it's the city. Laws. It's not even the landlords' fault. They're they're like you know I my hands are tied. If I don't do this, they're going to you know take my property from me. So I have to I have to evict you. I'm really sorry, you know. And that's kind of where they're you know they're at in the case of this thing. These seem to me to be Jim Crow laws in a new guise because this is you know because you know who 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 this gets enforced on, right? This is in like you said, it's in it's in lower income uh, areas where there's you know uh, you know. Ethnic tenants who who uh, can't afford to to live in more expensive places. These are uh, you know that's where it gets enforced. You know if the woman who who was calling nine one one was a white woman getting attacked, you, I would bet you money that this wouldn't be pushed on her the same way. She wouldn't have been evicted the same way. Um, it would be handled differently because then they would have seen her as the victim instead of sort of the instigator somehow. I just uh, this is just unconscionable. Absolutely unconscionable! I can't believe that these kind of laws are even allowed to be on the books anywhere. This is so, so clearly wonder, in violation of civil rights.
1: And 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 you'll have to you'll have to refresh my memory. Um, of whether the ACLU is now involved with this case, I seem to remember that they are. Um, yes. Because I think that there's a civil rights violation here. You know. Yeah. You so the,
0: yeah. The ACLU filed suit on on her behalf against the city of Maplewood contending that its nuisance ordinance penalizes people for requesting emergency services is unconstitutional. The city settled the case in 2018 uh, for $137,000 and promised to change its ordinance and to adopt broad protections for victims of crimes who seek emergency assistance. Uh, and the, uh, and keep the ACLU looped in on nuisance enforcement among other things. So yeah, they, they gave, they gave in $137,000 doesn't sound like a whole lot, but you know, for that woman, um, that might be seed money for her to buy a home, you know, so that would be great. Um, and in some places that will buy a home. I mean, it just depends on where you're at and what, you know, what kind of condition it's at. And, you know, here in California, we have inflated sense of what property costs. So, um, but I actually think uh, that
1: that's not enough. I think her her pain and suffering. Um, the dollar amount seems very low.
0: It yeah, seems the very dollar amount seems real very low to me. Um, uh, but um, uh, you know, it's at least something. And I don't know. I mean, assuming that the ACLU doesn't like take some of that, that they then provide that money goes to her. Um, you know, like uh, most attorneys would take thirty percent of, of whatever or more. And so, um, I hope hope that that goes to her and that she can, you know use that to, to get started somewhere else. I mean, she had, apparently had already moved to St. Louis, but but to hear that there's cities that have ordinances like that, and the thing is, you know, again, I understand if it's if it's people fraudulently calling 9/11 and there's not really an emergency, yes, then you need to be punished somehow. You can't keep tying up emergency services when there's not really an emergency when you're being physically attacked and terrified by somebody that's not made up stuff you need those no, emergency services that's why you're calling and to say right. sorry you called too often those are the people who need it most it's like oh my gosh why isn't the city doing something about this guy who's coming into this town and terrorizing a citizen of your town that to yeah. me is the the horrible thing is like you know, talk about victim blaming, holy moly, on a, yeah. on an institutionalized level, Yeah. you know, and apparently this, you know, this one little town, Maplewood, is, is far from the only one doing it. Apparently it's all over the place. Um, and, you know, if there are, um, you know, those kind of laws on the books, that just is uh, unconscionable. I mean, the ACLU should be should be going from town to town, suing every city that has a law like this. Um, you know I agree with you a thousand
2: percent.
0: Yeah, I just I when I started reading this, I was I was stunned. Yes,
2: you know it says in
0: Ohio researchers have found nearly fifty of these laws in Illinois a self described non comprehensive list numbered roughly a hundred. Yeah, some researchers and advocates say that nearly two thousand localities have them, but it's unclear how this number is being tabulated. So they're you know at least they're being honest here in the article and saying well we're not sure you know how many are out there but obviously it's not it's not a an uncommon thing for a town to have something where like you know we're going to find a way to get rid of the undesirables you know but the problem is is how do you determine who that undesirable is it's like you know and and picking on the person who's in the, the space who's calling for help is just nuts
2: yeah i mean I, I i understand that that they were that these laws like i said they developed these laws to get rid of you know the high crime um apartment cl- complex really about landlords making sure excuse me that they're um that they're not you know creating a slump right that they're taking care right. of their properties that they're not you know being you know places where crime is being allowed to run rampant unfortunately yeah. you know it's it's
0: yeah, but you can put that back on the landlord and 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 if they don't re- respond then you seize the property. You know, there's there's ways of going about that as opposed to blaming think, the renter for, for you know, you're you're telling people if something goes wrong call the police, don't take it into your own hands and now you're telling them but if you call the police too much we're kicking you out. So don't call the police too much. Yes. You know, that's going to turn people into vigilantes or, or victims yes. or they're going to, you know, or the good people who want to call the police are going to leave. And then you'll leave the, 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 the hoodlums in the in the neighborhood. I mean, it just yes. it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's yes. incentivizing all the wrong things.
2: Yes. Yes, it is.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow, I feel for that woman, and and yeah, I can't stress enough that one hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars is not enough for what she went through, and the and and the shame, and the worst part is, is uh, she said that she moved to St. Louis, and the guy continued to harass her. Oh Why isn't God. somebody doing something about this man?
2: <laughs> yeah, they're gonna wait till she's dead and say, you know, oh no, we should have done something.
0: Yeah, because, well, and now she's probably- afraid to call the police because she doesn't want to get evicted. So yeah, exactly, what's she supposed she's to do? Supposed- Wow. This poor woman. You know, I just yeah.
2: I am being yelled at by my cat. I'm just putting that out there.
0: He is, he's <laughs> Hey, unhealthy. Pharaoh, how's it going, buddy?
2: <laughs> and uh he is uh he's hungry evidently and in imminent danger of starvation.
0: Yeah, well that'll <laughs> happen. I've 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 seen his belly. <laughs> and I'm sure he's right on the edge. Poor thing. Poor neglected kitty cat.
2: He's going to starve right here in front of God and everybody.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Poor thing.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. No. Cats so, just, just carry themselves with attitude. What can we say?
2: So when people talk about systemic racism and they're very vague and you know, things are systemically racist and everybody is left going, okay, can you be specific? Because if there's if there's, uh, you know, I can't fix what I can't see. Right. And I don't know, you know, I I'm not thinking about things the way you think about things because i have not walked in your shoes. So tell me specifically what is systemically racist? Right, this right. is systemic racism. So, yeah. okay. Fix that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so this is, you know, and that's why, you know, we've started covering stories like this because they give real examples of what, how the system has been racist, and and mm-hmm. classist, let's be honest, classist as well. Um, and so so that so that we can as a as a society, we can fix these things. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Can you hear my cat?
0: I don't hear anything, but but okay. uh, he, I'm sure he's making a bunch of racket. Yeah, no, it's it, this. You're absolutely right. This is and that's what people need to hear. They need to hear the specifics of this because, yeah, systemic racism, is too global a word for people to, to wrap their heads around. They need to understand, yes. well, give me an example. What do you mean? What? How do yes. we make, what What are we supposed to do? Well, here's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to change laws like this. You exactly. know, you want people to be able to trust the police. Then then when they call 911, don't punish them right. for making that phone call, you know?
2: Right,
0: yes. Um, I mean, that's just, it's, it's, it's stupid on a scale that's beyond belief that anybody is letting that happen. You know, I wonder about the people sitting on the city council who... Who you know passed that ordinance and the, and the and the and the you know and how did they not realize that this is where that was going you know and that they maybe need to take a different approach to trying to to uh, avoid their homes um, you know and their neighborhoods becoming slums right and and, right. and drug dens or whatever it is that they they seem to fear might be happening um, uh, you know and it may be a very realistic fear I mean there might be concerns if you live on the neighborhood uh, on the border of certain neighborhoods you know, that, that are, our are, are slums and are, are the barrio, you know? I mean, it's, it's, you know, you have to uh, understand where they're coming from, but there's other ways to do it that don't punish the people who are trying to, you know, there's a woman who's trying to, to live her life and, 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 have, you know, and, and, and get rid of a, a bad guy and they kick her out. Yeah. It's like, really? That's the yeah. answer? I don't understand that at all. I just, I just don't. So, hey, Instagram changed their policies. Oh, now yeah. if you a, an adult may no longer send messages to teens who don't already follow them. So you can't randomly send messages to to non-adults, younger people as an adult on Instagram. Now, I, didn't I feel suppose like
2: you that I did that before. I mean, yeah, that just well, like common sense.
0: Right. Now that doesn't mean that somebody can't set up an Instagram account and say that they're 16 when they're not, which also could happen. Um, but at least if your if your Instagram account, uh, indicates that you are, uh, not a teen, you should not be texting teens unless they follow you. Uh, and you know, if they're following you because say they're, you know, your kids or something like that, then, um, then you can send messages to them via Instagram. So, So um,
2: I, I gotta be honest, most of the, most of the texts that i get on instagram and facebook are from people who are who are people i don't know who are trying to catfish or whatever you know right i mean it's it's so i i don't facebook and and instagram messenger are both you know kind of cesspools of Mm -hmm. catfishing and people who are up to no good so um this is this is this is good i don't think it's good enough but it's good
0: right well i mean i'm not a facebook user at all and i do have an instagram account but i log in on rare occasions um sometimes my daughter sends me links to you know funny wiener dog pictures and videos (laughs) because we are a family of wiener dog lovers and uh and so um you know that's that's about the only thing so anybody who sends me anything and if i don't know who you are i delete it um uh uh, a while back, my uh, dentist sold his practice, and right after that, my dental hygienist, whom I had had for like 25 years, uh, left and went to go work at a different practice. And so I was able to find her in, on Instagram and say, hey, where are you? Because, you know, when you go to the dentist, you see your hygienist once every six months uh, if you're a regular dental attendee. Uh, you know, very often, you, the dentist, you say hi, and then he leaves, and that's it, you know, where she yeah. leaves. And so, uh, my relationship was with my hygienist. And so I followed my hygienist. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, other than that, Facebook is not of a whole lot of value to me. Um, you know, I, when I take, I, I'm not one of those who posts like selfies or here's what I'm doing right now, or, you know, this is the thought that popped into my head at this moment. So I've got to share it with the world kind of guys. Uh, I do that here. (laughs) So I don't need Instagram for that. Um, but uh, I do um, occasionally post, I'll do it in, in groups, you know, like every once in a while I'll just sit down and go through my photos and pick some photos and post photos of, you know, things that I've taken because photography is a hobby of mine. So I'll do that. Uh, but my photos are usually like landscapes or, or landmark buildings or things like that that I find or just photos that I find interesting. Sometimes I'll just go to a photo shoot in my backyard and there'll be pictures of like macro pictures of leaves or a bug or a flower or something like that.
2: You know, it's interesting yeah. because, you know, a, a, a photography is such an artistic endeavor. Um, you know, photographers generally have, like, some of them like to take nature pictures and some of them like to take pictures of people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't consider people who take one selfie after another, um, you know, uh, photographers. I consider them just narcissists. Um, right. But, the, but a true photographer, um, you know, f- true a true photographer uh um you know kind of picks what they like and they do a lot of that. You do landscapes beautifully.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my preference. I like doing that. I don't mind I mean I like shooting people too. I just don't I you know it's I don't have I don't take the opportunity to do that often because I, I'm not like, you know, a wedding photographer or and I don't you know I'm not gonna pay models to to go out and take pictures of them because, you know, I'm just not that interested in doing that or I don't want to spend the money to do that. And so most of my photography is of things that I can take pictures of for free. And so that means the world around me. Um, and I like I see the beauty in nature, and that so that's always kind of where I like to go. But uh, yeah, I was thinking about that on my Instagram. I think there are two selfies in there, and both of them are uh, selfies with me and my daughter. and they they were both at uh, places where we were at concerts. One was like at the Hollywood Bowl, and so there's a picture of us and the stage at the Hollywood Bowl behind us and then there was another one at a live stage uh on um uh oh crud what's the name of that street in downtown las vegas that's uh, all close uh, fremont street we were on fremont street and there was a uh stage behind us and uh uh there were a couple bands playing and so we stayed to watch one of them and uh and so we're sort of in the crowd with the stage again behind us. So, cause she likes to listen to live music and so do I. And my wife doesn't like loud, loud music or crowds. And so, um, if I'm going to go to live music very often, my daughter would accompany me, uh, because she enjoys it. So. Yes. And I think those are the only two selfies I have <laughs> in the, the rest of it are all just pictures that I've taken that I liked. So.
2: Well, um, So uh, Tobin likes to take
0: take, uh,
2: pictures of people, you know, because he wants Uh to remember the event, whatever it was that, um, you know, the reason we were all together. And so he'll take pictures. I never remember to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, well, if if we're doing like a a gathering or something, then obviously I'll take pictures of the people then at at the gathering, that kind of thing, you know? Um, But I'll mix that in with pictures of where we were gathering, you know, whether it be, you know, at a house or, you know, in the mountains or whatever. So, yeah, my wife complains that I don't take enough many uh, enough pictures of the people when we're there. But every time we've ever been anywhere, I've got pictures of the people who are there, too. So I, I, I'm not sure what she's, you know, to each their own. I told her if she wants more pictures of people, she has a camera built into her phone, too. <laughs> and if she wants a regular standalone camera, I've got several to pick from. <laughs> I will be happy to do. let her use one. To which you know, she goes, yeah, she no. She's got
2: to teach to tell her how to use it properly.
0: Yeah, exactly. She's like, no, I don't want to take pictures. I want to have pictures that you took. <laughs> and I want to direct you into which pictures you should take. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's where the line is drawn. Yeah, and I say, right. nope. <laughs> we were right there up until that point. Yeah, it's funny. Husbands and wives, we manage to get along somehow, don't we?
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. Um, you know, if you'd asked me when I was uh, before Tobin and I were dating, if I would marry, stay married for this long. I don't know that I would have said yes, because my parents um, have both been married multiple times. And uh, mm-hmm. my mother, of course, is not with us anymore, but she was married twice and divorced twice. Mm-hmm. And, so and you weren't sure not...
0: that marriage was an institution for you?
2: Yeah. Like, I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. You know, and. Um, I married somebody who was steady as a rock, you know? And so, um, he was able to, you know, to help me keep my feet on the ground.
0: Yeah. Well, you think about that, you know, it's like, there's lots of people who grow up today whose families, uh, at one point are broken up because, you know, divorce rate is what the divorce rate is. Right. And so, um, that impacts the kids in some ways. And, you know, they look at that and say, you know, didn't work for mom and dad. I'm not sure I want to go through that. I saw the pain that everybody went through. Um, but it also means that you, you you don't have a model of what it looks like to to work through those times when things get tough. And so your, your tendency is, is like, well, things are getting tough, so let's just, you know, call this off and we'll start over some other place. Right. And so yes. it's hard to, to to learn how to do that. Um, and, and, you know, you're not alone. There's lots of people out there who's that that's their experience in a family is a family that was broken at some point in time. Um, you know, and and unfortunately, you know, I mean, there are people who who's, who split apart and remain amicable, but that's probably not the norm. Most of the time, when people are breaking up, it, it they, they're angry with each other, and uh, you know, they. I'm sure most people do their best to not, you know, show that to their children, and yet it's there. I mean, the kids aren't stupid; they pick up on it. Even very young kids know when mom and dad are not in good sorts. You know, they can, I mean, they can just,
2: feel it. Whether they're, it, yeah. it's, they can feel undercurrents, whether it, you're speaking about it or not. They don't right. process it correctly. They don't understand what it means, at least mm-hmm. when, you know, when they're really young. But, um,
0: yeah. They, no, in you fact, know, a lot kids of kids think stupid. it's them, right? They yeah. think, you know, well, mom, something's wrong and it must be me, right? Yes. Because they're not talking, is, they're not telling me about it. So it must be me. Yes.
2: Yes. That is the typical yeah. response for a child.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Marriage is a, um, is, is a work, work sometimes, you know, it's not always, uh, milk and cookies. Um, although you'd think it might be since, since married people tend to be heavier than singles. <laughs> There's a lot of milk and cookies in there somewhere. Um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's the, 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 the benefits of having somebody you love there that you can rely on and trust, you know, over the years you, you grow closer and, and, uh, And, uh, and it just becomes much, I think it becomes easier over time, right? That, that second nature, if things are going well and you're handling issues properly and you have a healthy relationship, you know, as opposed to something that's festering and you're not talking about, right? (laughs) We all know those things happen sometimes too, but you know, you've got to have that release where it's like you sit down, you talk it out and you, and then you move on. So that's, um, part of relationships. So I talked about, um. Apple stuff earlier and uh-huh. two things, you uh, Apple, uh, well, I but but earlier prior to the my, Microsoft. I had talked about some Apple stuff earlier in the day about the possibility of them having a, um, I guess it was on the radio show. Oh, yeah, I talked an about an announcement. Them it was on
2: the radio show. Possibly yes.
0: having an announcement a week from today. And they haven't made any official announcement as of seven forty this morning that I can see, but, uh, they did release a fourth beta of iOS 14.5 and iPad 14.5. So, um, the the sense is is that as these betas uh are coming out that that might they then might release the gold master then on the day of the announcement uh with some new features and two things that are people looking forward to in this are um one is that if you have an apple watch the combination of your apple watch and a partial face so if you have your a mask on your face uh the being able to see sort of from the eyes to the forehead And your Apple watch will allow you to unlock your phone. So you won't have to be tapping in your, your unlock code all the time, which I can't wait to happen because I put my grocery list on my phone and it drives me nuts. When I'm at the grocery store, every time I want to check the list to verify I've added something or, you know, gotten everything I have to then type in my pin code again. And so I must type in my pin code 15 times on every trip to the grocery store. And it drives me crazy.
2: Yeah. That would drive me crazy.
0: Uh, I'm looking forward to that big time. Um, and so that's one of the major features that will be there. And then, um, uh, one of the other ones, uh, now I've lost it. Where did it go? Anyway, there's a couple features. That was one of the big ones. And, uh, uh, in addition to a few new emoji, cause that's always exciting, right? Um, uh, That'll be there. But anyway, uh, the, the unlock thing, I think, is the big one that most people are really looking forward to. And then the other thing that happened this last week was Apple discontinued their HomePod, their original HomePod, which originally came out for 399 bucks, which I think just showed that Apple was way out of touch with where the market was, and they weren't selling that well. They now can be had for about 249 and uh, any of them that are still available are obviously for sale, but when they're sold out, there won't be any more of the original HomePod. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they uh announce a an upscale home pod at their announcement that'll be a replacement for this uh okay. because they have uh, the, uh, home, the HomePod the home pod mini is ninety nine bucks but
2: what is a home pod
0: so the home pod is apple's version of an Alexa or of a um or an echo rather or or the uh the you know it's it's the smart speaker that sits in your house. And Apple apparently had had it in development for a couple of years when uh, Amazon announced their first uh, Echo. But the idea behind this was that it was going to be not necessarily a smart assistant like the uh, Echo was designed to be, but a high quality sound device. And so it's a really good sounding speaker. And it's like uh, imagine it's about the size of like a paper towel roll if you cut it in half. And so it's 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 fairly, you know, like maybe eight inches in diameter, uh, and sits about uh, eight inches high or, or ten inches high, something like that. And it's all covered in in a, a light or dark gray cloth, and has really good sound. But the the smart assistant Siri has has not kept up very well with some of the things that the uh, Amazon Echo and the google home devices have done it's gotten much much better in the last you know six months to a year but the problem was is you know you can go buy the top of the line echo for 100 bucks and the top of the line home pod was 399 and most people looked at the two and went smart assistance not as good sounds a lot better but it's four times as expensive give me yeah. a break and so yeah. they just weren't selling now they have like i said been selling recently for about 259 so you know that's still two and a half times more than what it costs to get an echo. And the the folks from Google and Amazon very quickly increased or Im- improved on the sound quality of their devices in order to have something that was more competitive sound wise with you know if you're going to listen to music around your house um, than uh, with the uh, Apple product. So anyway, I think Apple just found that this this they had a white elephant. it was cost it cost too much for what it gave you. And so they've since come out with the HomePod Mini, which is about the size of a softball, uh, and it's round with, you know, a flat top and a flat bottom so it doesn't roll around on your table. And it, um, you know, why, while not sounding as good as the larger speaker, uh, which had multiple drivers in it, I think it had, like, six tweeters and a woofer in it, and so and and it, like, used... Um, uh, technology within the device to like shape the sound to the room that it was in so that it would always sound as good as it possibly could from wherever you're sitting in the room. Um, You know, it just, it was great technology, but it came at a time that didn't make sense for what it did. You know, it was designed to be primarily a really good music player, not necessarily a smart assistant. And it was competing against a whole bunch of smart assistants that got better sounding as time went by. So,
2: um, sounds like they just didn't market it right. If they had marketed, marketed it like a, um, uh, like a sounds, a home sound system.
0: um, Well, they did. That's it is they tried to market it as a home sound system. And I think, you know, if you're a hi-fi audio person, you know, a high-end audio person, you would look at a $300 speaker and laugh at it and go, that's not nearly, good, you know, that's not what I'm going to buy. They buy really, they spend thousands of dollars on a single speaker. Um, And and if you're a person who just wants sort of a good sounding home speaker, you go, why would I spend four times what I could when I can go buy this other product from Amazon or Google? So they were just sort of in this this netherland of a product that they spent too much money, you know, they over-engineered the product for what it was really being used for is what happened. They, they targeted it for something, but it was being used as a smart speaker and it was over-engineered for that. So it'll be interesting, like I said, to see if they come out with a new version uh, like a HomePod 2 that is a larger speaker that gives you better sound than the mini, but not um, quite as over the top as the original HomePod. One thing that they added into the mini um, which um, uh, I think is interesting. Oh, well, two things. One is it has their their wideband chip on it, which is not in the large one, which helps you identify like locations and where it is. And the other thing it has is this new Flex uh, uh, radio, which is like a mesh radio for home um, for home automation, and it's a new standard that's coming out that's being used by lots of different companies. And what that'll do is if you've got like a home uh, smart lighting system and smart door locks or anything like that, uh, it allows all of them to talk to each other independently and continue the signal. And so, you know, it'd be smart to have those little repeater hubs around your house, and you might as well have them as little speakers that can play music, right? And the old one, the original HomePod, did not have that in it, and so they might be coming out with a new one that has that in it. So they may be not giving up on the product completely. Um, They just haven't announced what its replacement will be yet. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they actually come out with and what it ends up being. One thing I really like the HomePod for is if we're talking to somebody and we want to put them on a speakerphone, that's the best speakerphone in our house because it actually has an array of six microphones around the device, inside the device. And it uses those microphones to sort of beam form and, 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 and focus on the voice talking in the room. And uh, and so if we're talking to somebody and we use that as our speaker uh, phone, it they can hear us much more clearly than they can even if we just have a phone laying in front of us. And we can hear them clearly from across the room. In fact, that's the one thing I noticed about this. I can be around the corner and down the hall and I can say, you know, yo, Jimbo, whatever the, you know, I don't want to say it out loud and set off everybody's phones. Um, but, uh, and it will, you know, and, and I can say play, You know, play the Beatles and it will do it and it will hear me even if there's a lot of noise in the room and stuff. It's really, really good at hearing your voice through whatever else is going on in the room, much better than the other smart speakers are at that particular aspect of use. Now, when you actually get to the smart assistant, the smart assistant, you might ask the smart assistant something and the smart assistant might say, I found something for you. Here it is on your screen, you know, and then you have to go look at your phone. And And, and I always think, well, you know, if I wanted to look at my phone, I would have picked it up in the first place. Just tell me. Right. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> tell me what it says on Wikipedia about the, how old so-and-so is. Don't tell me you've put it on my screen for me. Um, and it's gotten much better at that. But that was so frustrating. You, you know, when it first came out. You could use the schmoogle device. Hey, I just realized we've gone way over time here, and you've got to get on to your uh, your day. So I, I'm babbling on about smart speakers. So, um, uh, so have a great <laughs> what, day, everybody. This.
2: I'm Aaron Brinker,
0: <laughs> and I'm Todd Brinker. Thanks for joining us.
2: We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Thank you.